Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, a.k.a. The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. Just the way it's coming out and overflowing over your shaft and down your hand. I mean, oh, <laughs> this stuff is hot. When your cum matters to a woman, she craves it. Like mentally, physically, she wants it. My number one preference will be in my pussy. But if you take it out and put it somewhere else, I'm okay with that. It's hot, I'll lick it up, I'll rub it on me. I mean, like, I'll still find a way to totally worship that cum. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Hey guys, happy Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you are having an amazing week. You had a lovely Thanksgiving. You're surrounded by friends and family, people that you love. I hope there's a lot of spice and chemistry and sexiness going on for you in whatever form or capacity that takes. This is a great time to be with the people that you love. And I just wanted to do a throwback episode this weekend because a lot of times people don't listen on the holiday weekend, but I was thinking about what to do. I've been traveling. I'm in Lake Tahoe right now. It is so lovely to be here. It's one of my favorite places on earth and it's absolutely gorgeous. And I just wanted to give you guys something fun and funny because quite frankly, I am thankful for come. And I wanted to throw back this episode. This is from year four. It is episode 136. I crave your come. And it is so, so true. I am thankful for come. I'm thankful for my come, my orgasms, but I'm especially thankful for my partner's orgasms. It is something that I absolutely want, need, and desire to know that I'm satisfying my partner. And the ultimate kind of culmination of that is when I get to see or feel the proof <laughs> or taste it. However, whatever I decide to do with it, it is so much fun to get that end result. It's exciting. It's erotic. It's thrilling. And I just thought, yeah, why not put it out there as kind of a something I'm thankful for. <laughs> All right, guys, 
again, I wish you so much love and sexiness. And I hope that you're having an excellent holiday weekend. Try not to spend too much money. Try not to eat too much. The one thing you can overindulge in and that I'm 100% for is orgasm, sex, and a lot of cum. All right, guys. So without further ado, here's episode 136. I crave your cum from year four. Hey, good morning, guys. Okay. Let's jump right into it. I want to talk about today why your cum matters. I'm kind of, yes, I'm shamelessly taking a spin off like the BLM movement. Like everything is like, this matters, this matters. Like, let's just talk about why your cum matters. How about that? Cum matters. Nobody else is talking about it. I'll be the pioneer. All right, here we go. But before I jump into that, I want to talk about, so we're, I think it's today is Tuesday. I'm just coming off the weekend. By the way, I had some really great texting with my back and forth with my text group. I love you guys so much. I just want to say that like, you're so awesome. I was asking them, like, I'm, I want to do some throwback episodes. I want to, moving forward, like, I want to have two episodes a week and I want to do one original episode and the one, like, where it's a throwback episode. And I go back and I talk about what was going on and what I was thinking and just kind of comment and sort of revisit that. And who knows how I'll relate it or how I'll spin it because it could be based on where I'm at now versus where I was then. There's a lot of fun things that can happen. But at any rate, you know, they chimed in, everybody chimed in and gave me their, you know, their favorite episodes. So I'm going to start doing throwbacks and I want to give just a special thank you shout out to my text group for giving me the weighing it, like gave me the episodes I wanted to hear. So if you got, you know, if you want to, uh, be able to chat with me one-on-one, participate in that kind of a feedback, then you got to join my text group. And you can do that. If you just go to the website, you'll see how to join that. The other thing is I have a new feature on my website, which I'm actually even more excited about than the text group. Not that I don't love my text group. I do. Because swear to God, like this Sunday, I was sitting there cooking. I, I probably spent about four hours a day on Sunday, just cooking my meals, getting ready for the next week, batching everything. Like it's just crazy. Like I'll sit there and I'll, I'll listen to podcasts. I, you know, as I'm cooking, it's kind of a fun time for me. I just sit there and cook clean, you know, the whole thing on Sunday. It's very relaxing, but, but I find that it's a really fun day to interact with everybody on my text group. And so, you know, sometimes I'll reach out and I'll say, Hey, like what, you know, what are you listening to? What's a good podcast? One of my listeners sent me a really interesting podcast. It was called, Oh gosh, the Venus something. I feel so bad. I don't have it in front of me. Anyway, I listened to probably four or five episodes and this gal, she's all into cuckolding. And I was, I found it very fascinating the way she describe the cuckolding and how it's, I found a lot of similarities. It's which is people are going to think this is strange and maybe I'll do an episode about this to get deeper into it. But the BDSM dynamic versus the cuckolding, like I found so many similarities in there's just different ways to achieve the same result, I guess, is what I want to say. And, you know, we don't need to kink shame anybody, but just there's things aren't always as we think they are, you know? And so I hope that this podcast moving forward, you know, into next year, even more than I ever have, I want to be able to break down the differences and get into these different kinks and really define them. So I'm listening to this gal's podcast. And the reason I did was because one of somebody in my podcast group said, is this you? (laughs) They thought, 
they were listening to her and they thought that it, it was, they asked her, do you have two podcasts? <laughs> and I listened to her and I'm like, okay, I can understand. Like there's a cadence and the way we talk about things and just, there is some similarities. I hear it. I don't think we sound spot on, but I do, I get where he was coming from, where he was like, hey, is I listened to this podcast. Is it you? Anyway, so I ended up listening to the podcast. There's several of her episodes while I was cooking and I just found her fascinating. And I thought, I'm going to reach out and see if I can get her on the podcast, on my podcast. And I think that would be really fun just to explore the everything that she knows and the, everything she's promoting and positive about when it comes to uh, cuckolding. You know, I've had, as you guys know, I've had Clark on here and which is kind of a gray zone cuckolding, you know, entry into it. And I just, I thought, oh, you know, here's a great show idea. So anyway, let's see if I can get that done. But the point, I think the point I want to make behind all this is just how much fun it is for me to be able to interact with you one-on-one and get to know you and have you guys give me your, you're my eyes and ears out there. You're you're listening to other podcasts, you're influencing me on what is important to you, what you like, and you're actually introducing me to things and like, you'll send me down a path. I'm like, so, you know, like with the cuckolding, I was just kind of like, you know, I, that subject was on my mind a while ago. And I think it got underappreciated because I felt like there was such a big divide between the cuckolding and the BDSM and the dominant submissive. And what I kind of started to realize is what I do is I'll see more similarities in things than I do non, I guess, disparages or differences. And that's always kind of been my way of seeing things and seeing the world. I I did that. I think I did really develop that skill in Catholic high school where we had four years of theology and you would have to study, you know, we were forced to study not just Catholicism, but everything. And what I really found through that is that how similar we are versus how different we are, that at the core and crux of things, how similar, you know, our basis of beliefs are. And this, you know, I guess my that stuck with me. And so taking that out into the world, you know, I've always looked at things that way. I see how we're more similar than different. So this is fascinating to me because I see that the same basic level needs are being met. It's just a different way of achieving that, but it's there. And so I was like, Ooh, I really want to, I want to reach out to this woman and have her on my podcast. And uh, I'm going to do that. And so hopefully, you know, she wants to do it. Anyway, so that was kind of my interesting weekend. And and again, so I don't know. Did, I just lost my train. Did I mention we ha- I have a new feature on my website? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. You can send me a voicemail because I know some of you will text me a full on book. <laughs> you'll, you'll text me a book. Um, when you're in my text group and you send me a book, I'm like, could you put it on email? It's so much easier to read this than rather than, as you know, as it comes in on text, it's like chunk. You don't just get one big long text. You get a big, you know, several text. So I have to sort of like, I'm trying to direct people. Hey, if you have a long thing to send, could you email it? And, you know, don't text it. But anyway, but I also have another thing you can do. I want to give you lots of options. You can now send me a voicemail, which as you all know, I love voice. I'm totally voice activated. Here I am. So send me a voice memo. This is one of my, it's my favorite way to communicate, obviously. And you can just go to the website, any page you land on. If you go to the curiousgirldiaries.com, whether it's the homepage, podcast page, anything, just, it says on the right-hand side of the page, you'll see a little icon that says, uh, send me a voicemail. Send me a voicemail. I've already gotten several. The, the cool thing is I'll respond back to with you to a voicemail. And it's awesome. I love it. Like we can just send quick little voice memos to each other. It's so much fun. I've already just like, I, since I implemented it this over the weekend, it's already been going crazy. And it's it's a lot of fun for me just to quickly inter- be able to interact with you. And it's so much faster and easier than typing. And I'm sure it is for you too, right? So we just like, we're mutually deciding like, hey, we want to correspond and here's the fastest and easiest way to do it. So guys, go to the website, curiousgirldiaries.com and send me a voicemail. It's so easy. Yeah. And I will get right back to you. I love it. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for everybody that already has. Like this is it's so much fun for me to interact with you because I think what people don't know, or maybe what you may not understand is I'm just sitting here podcasting to a microphone and I'm, there's those of you that I know that follow the podcast, you know, you stayed with it and I get to produce these episodes and I'm like, you know, I know who I'm speaking to, but there's a vast majority that I don't know who I'm speaking to. And I want to know, I really do. Like, this is what makes this fun for me. I'm on this journey. I'm doing this stuff. I'm sharing my life with you. I'm sharing my perspective, my points of view, all, you know, anything and everything. It's nice to know who you are a little bit, just a little bit. You know, you don't have to give the farm. Don't give away the farm. That's okay if you're not comfortable, but I love the feedback. It means a lot to me. So thank you so much. And please, you know, if you go and send a voicemail, I promise I'll get back to you right away. All right. Well, the main thing I want to talk about today is my obsession with cum. And not only that, but I've had several episodes over the year where I've hinted at it, I've talked about it, and I've never done devoted a full episode to it. So this episode is, you know, is just why I'm obsessed with your cum or why I'm not obsessed with your cum. I think you need, to, I want guys to pay attention to this. I want women to pay attention to this. If you're obsessed with your partner's cum, that's a good thing. And if you're not, there's a reason. I think I know what those reasons are. I've actually done some research into the scientific points of this. So we're going to get into that. But, you know, I want to know, like, you know, there's just certain things about it, like the smell, the taste. I mean, it turns me on. There's, you could send me a video, you know, of you jacking off. And if I'm with you and you're my partner, like, it's going to make me crazy, like just crazy. And when I see it and 
just the way it's coming out and overflowing over your shaft and down your hand. I mean, oh, <laughs> this stuff is hot. Okay. And, and, and <laughs> the converse of that, I'll say, is there's times where I get it. And it's like, I'm like, from the wrong person, I'm like, oh, I mean, like, I'm like, this just does nothing for me. So I've asked myself over time, well, why is this? And I've talked about it on podcasts. And I'm like, oh man, I mean, like there's times where it's hot and there's times where it's not. So I really, what I want to do in this podcast is I'm going to break it down. I'm going to, I'm going to start to break it down. And I did a little research. I think I have some reason behind it because I don't actually fully understand what makes me a cum slut for one guy and not at all for someone else. But I think I, over the years, like slowly kind of formulated some ideas about that. And I have some scientific research to back that up. You can take it as you like, but I think it'll be helpful because it may explain some things for you. And I hope, you know, that's always what I want to do is just is be, I want to be a sexual turn on, but I also want to be you know, sparking ideas and giving you those light bulb moments about your sex life. You're like, oh, uh-huh. You know, because <laughs> through my exper- experimentation, that's what I've had. Okay, so here we go. Why do I prefer some men's come in me versus others? And why do I feel like, you know, why do I feel like some guys, I'm happy, like, come in that condom. I, you know, I don't care what you do with it. Throw it in the fucking garbage. Versus why do I want why do I want some other guys like come in me like, or on me? Like just like, if it's on me, I'm going to lick it up. Like I don't want it wasted. There's this whole, I think there's this whole biology to it. And when you're come, let me break this down for guys. When your come matters to a woman, she craves it like mentally, physically, she wants it. She's doesn't, you know, you coming out, coming on her, on her body is hot. That's always going to be hot. Anything to do with your cum will always be hot. If a woman craves your cum, it will always be hot, no matter what, where you put it and what you do with it. But secretly, her ultimate desire is that cum is in her. It's the hottest of hot. It's the most primal, animalistic thing. So... You know, if she's just like, don't come in me, pull out. These are little indicators. Like, she's not that crazy about your cum. Later on, I'll get into the biological reasons for this. But I'm just telling you, like, I've always wondered, like, why? Why with some guys am I more prone to wanting their cum in me than other guys? Because it doesn't make sense. Like, you could, it doesn't, if you put this on paper, it won't line up. It won't, it won't always line up. It could just be why does this guy turn me on to no end when there's like no way I, on paper, on paper, I'm saying like, I'm putting this in air marks on paper. So on paper could mean he makes a million dollars a year. You know, he's got private jets. He flies me here. He flies me, whatever it is, you know, or just he's, He's the bigger fish, you know, like type of thing, like the businessman, the, there's a success level, whatever those markers are, right? I don't know what they are. I'm just throwing some ideas out there. But then you could have like the bad boy who's in a band, you know, that doesn't have two pennies to rub together. And you're just like, 
your pussy's fucking crazy for that cum. I mean, like you're, you're like, what the fuck is this? This is not my ideal. <laughs> this, this doesn't fit my box. This doesn't go where I want it to. And these are the things I think that women, you know, have to kind of like rectify and understand. And I think the more that we can, I think there's biology involved. I'm telling you, like, I just want to provide a reasonable explanation for this because I've been there, been there, done that, you know, like, but I think there's a biology, a drive, a chemical thing behind why all this happens. And like I said, I've I've done a little research. I'm going to get to that. You know, you can debunk this all you want, but I think women will tell you like they just sometimes they crave a certain man's calm. And, you know, I've often thought, what the fuck is the reason behind this? So let's get into it. Okay. You know how you struggle with why am I so turned on by another guy and not, you know, another man. And I think what's going on Honestly, it's just, this is, this is years of biology, genetics, evolution, just this crazy animalistic desire and, and primal desires. And I, I can't find any other explanation for it. When I look at the men that really, really, really just make me crazed out of my mind, And they're like, where I always want them coming inside me. And you can't always come inside somebody. That's boring. Like every time you finish, you come inside her. If you're with somebody and you're sexually adventurous and exploring, you, you'll do other things. It'll be on your tits, on your clit, on around your pussy, on your, you know, on your face. I don't, not so much. It's funny. I don't, so I don't like it on my face as much, but again, with the right person, like if I like your cum, I'm okay with it. I don't want it in my eyelashes. <laughs> That's kind of like my no. I don't put it in my eyes. Like that doesn't do it for me, but really anywhere else, quite frankly, if I crave your cum, you can put it anywhere else. My number one preference will be in my pussy, but if you take it out and put it somewhere else, I'm okay with that it's hot. I'll lick it up. I'll rub it on me. I mean, like I I'll still find a way to totally worship that come in some way. Like it's going to be appreciated. Trust me. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. And then the cool, kind of the cool part about that is there's always this secret sexual longing, like there's a little bit of like, oh God, like I wish that was inside me. And it's kind of like, from a teasing aspect, it's kind of fun that it's not always inside of you. But I'd say if it's the 80-20, if it's 80% inside you, or even 70-30, like, you know, I'm not boring. You know, you can come, come on my ass, come on my tits, come on my nipples, come on my feet, whatever, like whatever floats your boat. But as long as we have the majority of, if I crave you coming in my pussy, that I can have that, we're good. And, and then there's other guys that I absolutely, you're coming in a condom, you can whip it. And then, and then as a consolation, if you don't want to come, like you want to whip that condom off, 
and then, you know, finish on some part of my body. That's fine too. I'll just wipe it off. I don't mind if that gets you off. Like, but I'm not in the same place craving wise. Like I don't, I'm not like, oh yeah, you know, I mean, it's good. I'm okay with it, but I'm not like just crazy for it. You know, I mean, it's more, if I crave your cum, everything about what we're doing up until the finishing point is driving me mad because I want the finale and where you put it is important. And where you put it, I'm telling you all the ways I'm going to interpret it. Like, again, if you leave me with a sense of longing, it's like a tease. Like you don't come inside me. Then there's this, you know, I mean, like it's still hot. I'm going to, I will reach down and probably put some of it in my mouth. I mean, like, I want that. I want some, I might even scoop it up and stick it in my pussy. I'm not joking. Like I've done this. Like it's hot. You want that cup. And I've just, I've like racked my brain. Like, why is this? Why, why is it like some guys I'm like, yeah, just come on my tits, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's a formality versus this hot fucking primal desire need burning inside my core. Two different, I mean, we are on opposite ends of the spectrum. So why is it? Why is that? Well, I've done a little research, right? Hold on here. I'm going to take a little sip of my, it's, it's morning here. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. You're seeing me. You guys aren't, not everybody's seeing me, but eventually my uh, members group will see me. <laughs> this video. <laughs> well, I have no green screen up in the background. Like this is, this is raw footage you're going to get here. <laughs> I've done some research online and there's, there's actually a lot of research about this. I mean, but, now I'm not just talking like women writing articles. Like this is like me talking, like this is what I crave. This is, these are scientific journals. Okay. There's a journal called The Scientist and it's just, the article is titled, uh, Women's Cervical Mucus Prefers Some Sperm Over Others. Okay. Forget about cervical mucus. I get it. Because it does, there's parts of the, this article that get really in depth, right? But the basic stuff is, it says, you know, in people's previous work, People's previous work has shown that men and women prefer body odor from individuals with less similar HLA sequences, a kind of pre-mating sexual selection. Now, so what's that HLA? Just to, again, I'm not going to go deep into it, but what is that HLA system? Okay, so the animal equivalent of the HLA system influences choice of mate, gamete compatibility, and the eventual success of the fertilization. Okay, so... I have long hypothesized that the reason that, and it doesn't make sense on a paper, right? You could be the richest man in the world and I could be like, I don't want your sperm in me. And then there could be the like dirt poor guy in the world. And I'm like, fuck me and fucking fertilize me. Like there's just, there's different things going on. There's different things at play. I mean, this is like, but I get off on this shit. I think it's hot. I think this primal DNA urge, A, it's true. And B, you can't deny it. I mean, like, and that's what I love about it. Like I love, I love life's little juxtapositions. I love the dirty little games that the world, the tricks that the world plays on us. Like, you know, women were like, Oh, we think we want this guy. You know, this is our archetype, you know, this businessman, blah, blah, blah. And trust me, that's all hot and sexy. I know I've been there for a long time. And then, you know, you meet somebody who's not anywhere near that archetype and you're like, oh, sweet Jesus, like 
you're so fucking hot. Your pussy's pulsating for this guy every time, every second. And you're just like, what the fuck? This is the fuck. This is what the fuck. There's a scientific reason for this. So, you know, ladies, we don't have to, we don't have to freak out anymore. There's a reason. There's a reason. Okay. So I talked about the, the, there, you know, you can, the body odor, right? And then it says research has also determined that HLAs may be present on the surface of sperm and the soluble HLAs are found in cervical mucus, the fluid released by glands in the cervix, cervix raising the res- possibility that a well-matched egg and sperm could factor in humans. Now, I just think that the, the, this stuff is just crazy. Like crazy, okay? There's one more thing I just want to share. Like this article is long. I've only highlighted a couple things. I can't get into like <laughs> all of it. But there's another part that says sperm were more likely to survive in male-female combinations that shared fewer genetic similarities, indicating that immunological compatibility may affect fertility. So do you ever wonder why like <laughs> opposites attract? <laughs> Like, again, why you're like, what the fuck is this guy so fucking sexy? And we are nothing alike. Like, this is just not, you think like this is not what it's intended for you or what you wanted. I don't know. I mean, I have found, you know, I shared like, I shared that story. I don't know what episode it was. A couple episodes back about that guy that, you know, I had a boyfriend and he, who ended up stealing my car. (laughs) Isn't that funny? (laughs) Oh, Oh, fuck. The shit that happens to you. (laughs) He ended up stealing my car, but (laughs) best oral sex, like the sexual chemistry between us was crazy. And we were totally opposite. Like he was wrong side of the tracks and I'm just this stuck up, you know, Catholic school girl and just there's something to this stuff. And I think that, I think that a lot of times people try to deny this and then they'll, they, they'll marry, you know, the, somebody that fits the boxes, you know, they, they've had experiences, right. Where they, you know, they had that, that one person that was, you know, from the wrong side of the tracks or just wrong or didn't fit their families you know, dynamic or whatever it is, right? You're, they don't fit into your social box. Okay. And then there's, so the guys, I find the guys that typically fit into your social box, they're, you'll get like a 7.5 out of them, right? You'll live with them at a 7.5. They're good. They're good. But you're always wondering like, why is this not, you know, matching up right? And why am I not just why don't I have this chemistry and this draw and this sex drive and this appeal and this raw animalistic desire for this person the same way I do that person? And I think it's genetics. I think a lot of it honestly is biology and genetics. And we put ourselves in little traps because we want to check the boxes and we'll marry that person that checks the boxes. And then I'll be frank with you that you know, the guys that marry the woman that checked the boxes are now, they're out there with their profiles and their secret accounts on Twitter, Tumblr, whatever the fuck it is, you know, like 
and their common thing is, oh, I'm staying in it for the kids, you know? And just like, I mean, I see this stuff going on. It's interesting. I see this. I get exp- I get a different point of view. I get, exp- having done all of this and these podcasts and putting, exploring sexually myself, what I come across and what I see is this vast majority, and I will say vast majority, of people who are stuck in relationships that they're not super happy with and they're doing something sneaky and secret on the side and, you know, and all this stuff. And I just think, fuck, like, I mean, literally, I don't mean to be offensive, but you guys like seeing that, that's the reason I'm like, oh, yuck. I mean, like, I just, it's always the reason I think I wanted to stay single and not commit to somebody because I'm so disappointed in what I see and the quality and the level of relationships that people have. And I think that there's so much room for improvement and it can be improved on. You know, if I ever found myself in that a similar situation, I I would work, work the... I, I'm just like, I'm a take no prisoners, like <laughs> never say die. Like, I'll make this fucking work. Like if I live and die on that hill, I'll die on that hill. Like, uh, you know, I may have to concede that I've given everything and this can't work, but it's going to be because I have given everything and, and I can like say without reprehension, like this doesn't work. Okay. It's time to cut bait, you know, like just move on. And nobody wants to like most, the majority of most people that are in, married marriages, I'll say marriages, because I think single people, it's so much easier for them to just move around and, you know, say, I'm out of here. You know, you don't want to, you just don't want to just live and die on that hill. You're you're actually living on it and dying on it, but you're not going to do the work. <laughs> anyway, I digress. But I think that, again, I think that there's a absolute I'm convinced of it. I've I've said this more than once in my podcast. Like if you go back over the years, I'm going to see if I can like try to, I'll have to go back and try to tie the podcast where I've referenced this. And I'm like this, yes, I feel this way. I feel this way. I feel this way. And I've, I've surmised previously, like there was a biological reason for it. There's a biological reason for it. There's something going on here that's scientific and I believe it's true. I mean, there's not, the more I start to read and delve into this, like I know it and it makes a lot of sense. Like why, you know, you you can't put into place like why was somebody like, they're just, like I said, they check all the boxes. Okay. They're, I've even been with guys like they're my physical ideal, physical, you know, these guys are GQ off the GQ, you know, like we look phenomenal. Like we look great together. There's all this, like, if you look if you look at us together, there's a sexual thing, blah, blah, blah. You know, like it looks right. It's not, but, but behind closed doors, it's not right. He's insecure. He's not sexual as much as I am or whatever, or, or it could be vice versa, right? It could be vice versa. I'm not just trying to say, you know, it doesn't go both ways. It probably more so, it's probably more so out there like, yeah, these two people that look great together, it's maybe more the man who's sexual and then the woman who's not, but I'll find that, you know, the the man's sexual level doesn't match mine. I remember, it's funny, this is this is like making, this is drawing, this is taking me back, taking me back to a, a guy that I was with who for all intents and purposes, he wanted to get married. 
I could have married him. I'm I'm glad I didn't. But he checked so many. Look, he would have been a great husband. He would have been a great father. He would have been like so many things. But at the end of the day, his sexual, my sexual desire for him wasn't equal. And I knew that when I was down. Oh my gosh, just take me way back. I was, we lived together and I lived in this big house. We lived in this big house and, uh, you know, on five acres, it was a beautiful place. And I was, I went into, oh my God, like, I can't believe I'm in to say this. I went into, we had a, a, a gym and I went into the gym and I wanted, I was horny as fuck but I didn't want to be with him. And so I was like sneaking down into the gym because he knew I've always liked to work out. So I've always had like, I've always had a means for that. Right. So at this point I had a home gym and I'm down there masturbating in the home gym because he's not going to come bother me when I'm down in the gym. And I just remember thinking like, like literally I'm down here, like fucking with my little bullet, like uh, seriously, like uh, vibrating myself, like, getting off, having an orgasm. I need one so bad and I don't want to do it with him. The other thing I used to do with him, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Like just, but I wanted to keep him happy, but I didn't want him inside me. Like I didn't, again, I didn't want his cum. Okay. I didn't want his cum. I would jack him off in the shower all the time because I knew on a basic level, like how I could keep him happy and satisfied without having to obligate myself. For me, we're both in the shower. We had a big shower. You know, it's a double dual head, two person shower. Like, I mean, big seat in there. Like I could just every, I would get in there and I would jack him off and I would send him off happy every day and blah, blah, blah. You know, and I was just like, it was this weird thing because I, I cared about him and I wanted to make him happy, but it wasn't, there was nothing about it that was reciprocal other than just, you know, me wanting to take care of him and wanting to please him because I cared about him. It wasn't primal. It wasn't hot. It wasn't fiery. It was just like, it was almost like cheating because I felt like, you know, it's like you feel like you know more than this other person does and you're more advanced than this other person does and you're on a different level. And there, it's like you're in this eighth grade and they're in the third grade and you know, oh, I could do this basic level stuff that really doesn't feel like much of a sacrifice to me. I can role play it, jack him off in the shower every day. Oh baby, it doesn't, don't you like this? Doesn't it feel good? But I wasn't there emotionally at all. And I was never there emotionally with him. I wanted to be there emotionally because he fit, like I said, he fit all this criteria. He checked all the boxes, but I was never, again, I'll go back to the biological part of this. You're like, where's the, where's the story? The story is I never, I lived with this guy. He wanted to marry me. He was pressuring me to get married. I mean, we had, we had entangled so much shit and I never was into his cum. His cum didn't matter. His cum did not matter. Whether he came in a condom or whether he jacked, you know, whether he pulled out and jacked off and it hit the floor, it didn't matter. Whether it was in the shower and I'm jacking him off, it didn't matter. His cum did not matter to me. 
This is important. You guys got to ask yourself, ladies, ask yourself, does his cum matter? Guys, when you're with a woman, do you feel like your cum matters to her? Because if it doesn't, fucking doesn't. Like if she's not worshiping that cum, she's not into you. That's the bottom line. I'm just saying it, calling out truth. There's a lot of reasons for this. There's emotional reasons, but a lot of it's biology. It's, It's a complicated subject, but I felt it was worth podcasting about because I've been there, you know, where I'm like, why am I more into this guy? Like who it wouldn't seem like I would be into his cum. And then other guys, I'm like, meh, okay. I mean, like you could literally pitch it in the garbage can. I'm like, you had an orgasm? Good for you. <laughs> it's, I don't care. You know, I mean, I'm not as vested. I'm not as vested. And if you want a woman who's totally there mentally, physically, emotionally, then I think one of the ways you can tell is, is if your cum matters. Like if all she wants is anal sex, she doesn't want you coming in her. I mean, there's like, there's all these things we do as women where we're like, we're cum block. You know, we're not cock blocking. We're cum blocking. I don't care about the cock. Cock, uh-uh. We end result. Do we want that cum in us, on us? How do we appreciate it? The lack of appreciation for it. There's some big cues here. I just think like, I think, I'm sorry. I hope women don't like get upset. Like I'm kind of like peeling back the layers here, but yeah, I think. There's a lot to this. All right. Well, guys, I hope you like found this episode valuable. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com. If you want to follow me on any of my social medias, that scroll down to the bottom of the page. You can find links, all my links there. I don't, I'm not even going to say like, follow me, you know, I'm not going to give out all the names because they're all different. Unfortunately, I didn't get the Curious Girl on every single one, but just the easiest way Go to CuriousGirlDiaries.com, scroll down to the bottom. You can link to all my social media. I always love a five-star review on Apple iTunes. I don't, unfortunately, whatever, if you're not listening to me on Apple iTunes, I don't get, I don't aggregate it the same way. I appreciate any kind of favorable review you want to leave me on any podcast syndicate that you listen on. Don't worry, please feel free, please do it. But Apple iTunes is kind of like the biggest one for me. And then um, if you want to, send me a direct voicemail. Do it. That's like so exciting. I want to hear your feedback. I will respond to you in a voice memo. I promise everybody that sends one, I will, you will hear back from me personally, which is awesome. So if you just go to the curiousgirldiaries.com and you uh, click on the, send me a voicemail on the side, they'll see that on the right-hand side there. It's kind of, it'll follow you. It'll scroll down the page. It's on any page you land on, whether it's podcast page, contact me, homepage, whatever, it'll be there. And send me a voice memo. I will respond to you. Even if you send me something derogatory, I'll get back to you. Trust me. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, keep listening because I'm going to do flashbacks, not flashbacks, the throwbacks coming up. My podcast group voted on what episodes they want to hear as throwbacks. I'm going to do every, every week I'll do an episode and then a throwback. So you get like double me and it'll be interesting how I break down the old episodes and the little insights I put in there. And I hope you, I hope you have a good time with it. All right. Take care. Love you all. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. 
and make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.